Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. It certainly is, and uh, we're happy to take all of your calls, 8223 if you've got any questions or queries, because it's a very good afternoon to Michelle Mick, and how are you? Very well, thank you. Good Hi, to Alan. see you back. You've only just got off a plane, haven't you? Literally. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the country for four days, I think. <laughs> I think you're, you're heading out again. <laughs> Michelle has just been on a holiday, not a working trip. It was a real holiday this time, it wasn't it? It was a real holiday. So she's going to tell us all about that in a moment, uh, so stick around. Uh, she's got some good stories uh, to tell, and she's also got a, uh, her, her annual uh, well, her weekly tip of the week. Uh, but first, we've got a special guest with us, Craig Farrell from Ponant uh, uh, Cruise Lining. How are you? Good, Alan. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Good to see you, mate. Um, have you been on holiday lately, or have you been like uh, me, just not, locked in the office working lots away? And lots of work trips, actually. So I've been <laughs> flying from one side of the country uh, to the other for uh, for quite a couple, uh, few months now. So, um, but heading over to Marseille, where our office is based next month, which will be nice. Which is a conference, but it'll be uh, good to have some downtime there as what well. What a nice place to have the head office based, hey? <laughs> yeah, it is. No. Not a bad place, not is bad, it? Eh? It kind of ties in with the whole French theme. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, tell us about uh, the organisation. What, what what makes it so special? How long has it been around and what makes it so special? Just gone 31 years, actually. So last year we celebrated our 30th birthday. Um, and what we are is, is the world leader in luxury expeditions. Mm. So we're sort of the first company in the world to, to build uh, small ships, um, yachts, to, to travel to the really remote areas, but still with all of the creature comforts that, uh, that people like to travel with these days. So things like, obviously, French uh, gastronomy on board, an open bar, um, all of the uh, or most of the balconies on, uh, most of the cabins on all the ships have their own balcony, so you get, you know, some uh, some really beautiful um, ships as well. But the the beauty of uh, all of the ships, and it's a, a fleet that's growing quite quickly. Um, we've launched three new ships in the last uh, the last. 12 and a bit months. Wow. Um, and they're, right. they're, the best thing about them, though, is the size from our point of view. They're sort of 175 guests through to the biggest ship, which is 220. Okay. So that allows us to so go to So it's still quite those. small then. It is, by comparison. yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So that allows us to go to those really remote areas and, and being able to, to get off on the Zodiacs and, uh, and mm. land at those mm. places as well. And who's your typical client? Um, look, it's uh, it's a real mixture. So our average age across the across the world on on all of our cruises is sixty one um, was the last official uh, number I saw. Um, but really, it's everyone. I, I took my ten uh, year old uh, on a on a cruise up the Adriatic coast last year from Venice to uh, to Athens. He had a fabulous time. There was twenty or so kids on board. My mum came along as well, and she's in her mid seventies. So it really, oh, uh, depending on the destination, yeah. can mm. um, can appeal to all age groups really. But uh, generally, that that forty fifty sixty and, and up. Yeah. Let's start with uh, some of the some of the cruises you do, and let's start close to home. Kimberley yeah. uh, is is one of the most iconic places in the entire world. Let's, sure let's face is. it. Um, what are we going to experience up there? Yeah, so it's a, a ten night uh, journey from either Darwin to Broome or, or vice versa. Um, we've been up there. This is our third season up there now, but this year we're going up in a brand new ship. So La Perouse was just launched in the middle of of last year. So 175 guests, and and uh, the advantage of going on a ship that size that the, the, there'll be uh, 12 expedition lead, uh, uh, guides, naturalists with you. So every time you get... 12? Yeah, so every wow. time you get in a little oh. Zodiac to yeah. go up King George uh, uh, Falls or um, Montgomery Reef, you'll have a different expert with you. So, you know, you'll be with a marine biologist or a geologist or, a um, you know, another sort of uh, scientist, which I can't think of at the moment, Michelle. <laughs> um, and uh, and so you get a different sort of area of expertise mm. and they're also passionate about uh, about that area of expertise. So you get a different perspective on the same incredible place. But, but I have 
literally never met anyone that's done a Kimberley trip, whether it's land or sea, but I speak to more that have done done the cruise that don't rate it as one of the best, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah. the best mm. or second best trip they've ever done. And we see that a lot as well. A lot of our clients come back and go, oh, my goodness, we can't believe we left Kimberley so far down on yeah. our bucket list. Mm. It far expe- far exceeds everyone's expectation. Mm. So with Penant, obviously brand new ship, which is a massive advantage in that area. And there's also one other thing that's quite special about the Penant ship that no one else has up in the Kimberley. That would be a swimming pool. Which oh, seems like something really so obvious. Why is important up there, <laughs> yeah. Michelle? Crocodiles? Yeah. yeah, you can't swim anywhere else. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't swim in the ocean, no, that's for sure. the crocs yeah. don't get you, the sharks might. So it's yeah. handy to have a, a nice uh, swimming pool on board. But it's also those new ships have got the Blue Eye Lounge as well. So they've got a, uh, a multi-sensory underwater lounge. So uh, you can see the marine life uh, through these enormous, uh, you know, two-and-a-half-metre-wide portholes down uh, below the water level and also hear it. So they pick up the sounds from a five-kilometre radius. So when, uh, you know, in July and August up in the Kimberley, there's 44,000 humpbacks. Yeah, you're going to see the whales, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely, and certainly hear them. So uh, they'll have to turn the volume down, I think, in there uh, at certain times. But um, there's some really neat new features on on these ships, which are, are spectacular. So the Blue Eye has everybody talking about it. So how big is this Blue Eye and where is it in the ship and what kind of experience are people going to have when they're in the Blue Eye? Yeah, so it's down on deck zero, so you catch a lift uh, to get down there. Um, and uh, it can hold about 40 people at a time. We, mm-hmm. we, uh, we hope or we try and have sort of around uh, half of that. So uh, there's 27 seats down there and it's important to be seated because uh, when we say multi-sensory, when there's whale noises and things, things like that, the seats actually vibrate as well, so you really feel like you're immersed in this uh, underwater world. Um, but you can sit down there and and, uh, and have a, a drink. There's a bar down there, and, and as I mentioned, we've got an open bar, so you can have a... Uh, I don't think they serve champagne, actually, because it needs to be a quiet space down there, so mm-hmm. they only serve quiet drinks down there, so they might be <laughs> popping champagne uh, bottles that's right, that's uh, or, or making coffee. Exactly. You're banned from there, Michelle. There. <laughs> and even, you know, I was, I was in one of these ships up in uh, Norway last year, so cruising through um, uh, Garanger Fjord and, and these other areas where there was no marine life. We were just cruising along, but even sitting down there and watch the water rushing past, mm. the, the hull was quite, uh, yeah, quite relaxing and, and uh, it was a lovely spot. Now, one of Penant's specialty is Antarctica, and definitely on my list. Tell me about the blue eye in Antarctica what do you think we'd see no those ships so the new ships um, are actually the idea with those they're still ice strengthened so they've got the ability to go to Antarctica at some stage but we use our slightly larger ships to go to Antarctica so that's uh, Lostral and Lilirial so they hold about well they they cap it at 200 actually when we go to Antarctica Uh, so no blue eye lounge uh, on there but really the the whole idea of of the Antarctica cruises is to get you off the ship as much as possible so we try and guarantee at least two trips out on the ice a day Um, so you're spending a lot of time walking around amongst the penguins fantastic now Phil did Antarctica with Penon and he came back absolutely raving and one of the things that's always really stuck with me is he loved how personable the captains were and the fact that right. they yeah. were very present and they'd greet you when you got on and off and he found that really uh, different to a lot of other ships. Mm. They were just so mm. present and for him that really made the experience. And I guess that the fact that the, 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 the liner is so much smaller, yeah. that makes it possible, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It, it does, um, you know, we try and create a feeling of, of you being on your own private yeah. yacht 
yacht almost. Mm. We have an open bridge policy, so you know Phil would have wandered in to chat to the captain whenever yeah, he, uh, open he bridge. Liked. Yeah, so you can wander wow. in there. That's, that's one of my ambitions to actually, while you're cruising, to actually yeah. go up on the bridge. And but it's I, brilliant. I didn't think no, it, was it really is. Uh, really is nice. So uh, there'll always be the captain there or one of the officers that, that are up for having a having a chat. My ten year old, as I mentioned, loved it. We were up. Uh, we stayed on deck five, which is where the bridge is. So he had to go and say goodnight to the captain every time we were going <laughs> oh, to uh, <laughs> going to uh, to bed. So just to make sure everything was in order. But yeah. um, but no, that's that's uh, it's one of the the advantages of going on a smaller ship. You know, you get to know the crew really well, the expedition team extremely mm. well, but also the other guests. You know, people always come back making lifelong friends because you you can't help but get to know the other people that you're mm. travelling with mm. and experiencing these once in a lifetime things as well. Obviously, uh, forges that that strong bond. So Kimberley is obviously a really hot destination, Antarctica as well. Yeah. Where else is big on Penance list? So there are two big ones in terms of expedition cruising. Mm-hmm. Another sort of up-and-coming destination is actually the Seychelles. So a lot of people Ooh. are looking at going to the Indian Ocean now. So we're doing some really nice eight-night expeditions around mm-hmm. um, there. We'll start in Mali and then go and visit seven uh, different islands around the Seychelles. Mm-hmm. So great for snorkelling, diving uh, on the new ships as well. So you can um, there's a platform at the back where you can literally uh, you know, take the um, uh, snorkels out and snorkel from the back of the ship or there's stand up paddle boards and kayaks and things as well that people can do. So, um, you know, you can make these expeditions as active as as you want to as well. Um, And then getting away from the expeditions, we also um, do what we call yacht cruising uh, because they're classified as yachts, but it's what people would know as small ship cruising. So more like a regular cruise. So places like Europe, the Adriatic, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of new destinations, I guess you could say what is old is new again. We're going Mm -hmm. back into Istanbul, which is really exciting. So next Next year, we've got some lovely uh, Istanbul down to Athens uh, through the Greek islands, which are proving really popular as well. Um, so there's still some limited availability left for this season in Europe, but a lot of people have already made their plans for, for this year. Um, but certainly now is a great time to look at booking for, for 2020 as well. So based on that, we can still sneak in 2019, mm. start planning for 2020. I think my list is just getting longer and longer. <laughs> and Seychelles isn't an, necessarily a really easy destination to get to, so to be able to spend a fair amount of time there and seeing different parts, this is the perfect way to do it. And we've got a special deal, actually, with uh, with Phil Hoffman as well, so we're actually um, paying for some of the flights um, to get there. So we've got a, a $480 air credit if you're uh, booking one of those uh, Seychelles expeditions. So it brings the cost down to around... Uh, you know, five thousand per person, which is for an eight-night expedition, is uh, is very good because everything's included. Obviously, all of your tours and, and everything on board the ship as well. And I think it's also it's one of those destinations that people kind of go, oh wow. You know, not that many people get to go over there. Mm. So it, it is somewhere a little bit different. And I, I think it's kind of got that romantic side as well. So I'm yeah. thinking if you've got a wedding anniversary, honeymoon, someone's special 60th, 70th birthday, could be a good way to uh, mm, align all of those. So that uh, special deal, get into your nearest uh, Phil Hoffman uh, travel office uh, sooner rather than later because it's going to disappear pretty quickly, isn't it? Correct. And they're they're uh, operating from... This December, I think early December is our first one, and then all the way through until April next year. So a uh, good chance to get away over that uh, Christmas New Year period. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Pleasure, good, good to see you, and uh, you. We'll, uh, we'll see you out there in the ocean sometime. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. I hope so. <laughs> good on you. Thanks very much. Uh, stay with us uh, after the break. Um, uh, Michelle is going to tell us about her big adventure. She's just got back. She's not looking very jet-lagged. She's looking very well. Uh, 822-3000. Also, if you've got any uh, questions uh, for Michelle on uh, where to go, how to get there and when. 
The Phil Hoffman Travel Team will be in the 5AA Travel Lounge between 2 and 2.30 today, taking your calls off air. Phil Hoffman Travel's experts can give you the best advice on where to go, when to go, what to see and how to get there. Whether you're planning your trip by plane, ship, rail or road, the 5AA Travel Lounge is where you need to check in. Call the Phil Hoffman team between 2 and 2.30 today. All calls are answered off air. Call 84191473. That's 84191473. Phil Hoffman Travel and Princess Cruises are delighted to announce the release of 20 new cruises in and out of Adelaide. In 2020-21, three magnificent ships, Majestic Princess, Sea Princess and for the first time, Sapphire Princess will sail from Adelaide. Cruises range from 2 to 19 nights including round trip sailings from Adelaide to Tasmania, New Zealand, Fiji and more. Cruises start from 329 per person twin share. Get in quick with Phil Hoffman Travel. Visit pht.com.au. In Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. Fifteen minutes away from uh, two o'clock. Uh, Michelle Micken is here from Field Hoffman Traveller. If you've got any questions about uh, where you're thinking about going and, uh, you know, how to get there, give us a call, 8223 You've just returned from a holiday, and it was a holiday. It wasn't a working holiday. It was actually a, a, a real holiday. And I'm fascinated to hear where you go. For someone in your line of work, where do you go for a break? Somewhere I haven't been. So for me, it's always really exciting to go somewhere new. And I'd kind of looked at Asia and I've been very lucky to do majority of Asia and mm. the missing hole for me was Laos ah. and it had been on my list for a little mm. while I thought I need to get this one ticked off and Phil hasn't been there so anywhere I can oh, get that Phil got hasn't up on been I <laughs> hope you're not up. listening Phil <laughs> <laughs> got a couple up on him now um, so for me it had always had the appeal because I do love Vietnam and Cambodia yeah. so Laos kind of sits in the middle of those two countries and probably it's only really come to the forefront of tourism probably in the last 10, yep. 15 years, absolute max. So I was really, really intrigued by it. And for me, what it probably symbolised was they call it the land of elephants. So there's still a lot of elephants there and they're doing some of the best conservation work with elephants and anywhere the in the elephants world. were still wild? Yes, they well, are wild. Yeah, it, yeah. it's obviously declining in population, mm. but the Elephant Conservation Centre is all about rehabilitating and doing it in a really ethical way. I think the other thing that always stands out and probably the most iconic image that people see of Laos is the Buddhist monks. So yeah. mm. they walk through Luang Prabang every morning on sunrise, and we're talking a couple of hundred, and they uh, you basically give alms, which means you give offerings mm-hmm. and you can give rice so you'll buy a pot of rice and then as the monks walk through with their big silver pots you can put rice into each of the pots for them and they so they have one meal a day and that's based on offerings why they're um and doing their monkship um so that to see that is something really mm. serene and to be actually part of it as well oh, and actually you know to hand see, over to that. give yeah. that and mm. to have that appreciation and what a lot of a lot of families that are very very poor in Laos their third or fourth son that they can't afford education for the those sons will join um, the Buddhist monks and that's yeah. how they'll get their education mm. um, so it's a really you know and they live in the the temples and the temples in Luang Prabang are there's probably oh, I'm going to say we saw seven or eight there's probably even more than that that are right in the centre of town so they come out from the in the mornings and do their walk and then spend their day studying and doing doing what they do um, but just that 
peaceful sereneness to see that. Mm. It really does make they they it gives you a sense of calmness mm. and appreciation. So that was by far a highlight. You know, the incredible temples, but also the last people to occupy Laos were the French. So the French came in to help protect Laos. But what that has meant is the architecture has a really strong French influence and also the food has a French influence. So you'll have the most incredible bakeries, some of the most, like, just as good as what you'll find in France. So you'll have the French influence, but then you also have your Laos-style food, which is more similar to kind of your um, Vietnamese and Thai, not as spicy or not probably as strong in flavour, but that Mm. kind of noodles and rice and et cetera. so it's it's a really beautiful place. Their, their how, how different was it to, for example, to, to, to Vietnam? Really different. Not yeah. as busy, not as bustling, right, okay. not as yeah. commercial. Um, and I think that's what the appeal is. They, they allow people talk about no rush. There is no rush. So everything is a little bit slower. It's not kind of the crazy traffic and the yeah. beep, beep, mm. beep. And um, there's not that market. There, there's markets, but there's not that buy from me, you know, it's not that selling, mm-hmm. you know, that frenzy. Mm. It, there really is a great calmness oh, to it. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It is. You know, yeah. some of the restaurants there, for me, probably one of the ones that really stood out, Coconut Garden, is you've got a beautiful French house at the front. And then when you go back, the actual restaurant is in the courtyard at the back of the house. And there's all lanterns strung up amongst the trees in the garden. And it's it's just such a beautiful experience. And those kind of meals, you know, with, you know, sharing some spring rolls, a couple of mains, mm, you know, mm. a beer or a drink each, you're looking at about $15, $20. Yeah, and, yeah. The you know that's the most incredible, beautiful, fresh mood uh, meal, and you're in this amazing setting. Um, so it really does deliver. And you know we had so many different food experiences, and as well as you've got the beautiful architecture, you know going a little bit further out, um, they've got some incredible waterfalls, and you can go swimming in the waterfalls. And there was literally all nationalities, all ages, just swimming in these turquoise blue pools oh, in such yeah. a natural environment. Um, so it just, and great for families as well. I was really surprised by the number of families um, and a lot of Australian families up there as well that were looking for that one destination where they could relax but also get a little bit of culture and they maybe weren't looking for the hustle and bustle that you'd find yeah. in Vietnam and yeah. Thailand. So it, it's definitely a destination that well and truly exceeded my expectations. It's not on the radar for a lot of people, but if you are looking for that beautiful, serene destination, still in Asia, um, great value, something a little bit different, then it's a great place so to go. So would it be, if I haven't been to any of these places, I haven't been to Thailand or, 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 or Vietnam or whatever, would this be a first, uh, a good one to, to actually test the waters on? Look, what I what think- would you recommend? I think it's probably more a second time. Second, so if you've been yeah, to Vietnam okay. or Thailand and you want something different, right, okay, then I think yeah. it's a really good second time destination, second or third time to Asia. I think um, there's just so many different ways that you can do it as well. Like there's a lot of companies that do, like Wendy Wu does an amazing tour. Intrepid does a lot of great tours through that area as well. Um, the way we did it is 
because this was a real break, we just wanted to recharge for us. We just mm, stayed in the out. same hotel for six nights. And there's some beautiful ho- hotels and guest houses up there. So a lot of the traditional French houses have been turned into guest houses okay. right mm. in the middle of the centre of town. And there's also a lot of resorts sort of on the outskirts. So you can go into the, the main town that's in Luang Prabang. So, you know, you can tour the whole country. You can do, you can use it as a one-stop destination, sort of base yourself there for that more resort relaxation mm-hmm. kind of um, and, feel. And uh, affordable? What were, what were the prices so, like? So affordable. Was it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're looking at some really good five-star hotels from about $130, $140 oh, wow. a night. I mean, you can oh, get some okay. beautiful guest houses from 40 to $50 per night. Food was just you know, a, a serve of spring rolls would be one or two dollars. Beer, a dollar, a dollar fifty. So it's it's definitely very affordable. Great for families. Great for adventurous people. Great for people that have done Asia before. If you have a really strong interest in Buddhism, temples, then it's. And also the other side, actually, that really stood out for me was the social enterprise side. There's a lot of social enterprises there, and by that I mean. Um, not necessarily charities, people that have set up organisations to help the locals. And one that really stood out for me was actually an Australian lady who um, has started working with the local communities to milk the buffaloes. So they had buffaloes, um, but to milk them and then through milking the buffaloes, making cheese and selling the cheese back to the five-star hotels as buffalo, mozzarella, ricotta, and also making an ice cream stand. So that, that... um, whole business now employs 50 locals, wow. which is just such a mm. success story. Mm. And, you know, even things like there's a lot of restaurants that are social enterprises that have been set up to teach people how to cook and how to run restaurants and then um, giving people the life skills to then go and be able to set up their own. So some, uh, and the, the other one that was set up actually was coffee. So, um, I can't think of the exact name of the coffee place over there, but they do tours of coffee. They do make your own, like, blend of coffee, and that's Mm -hmm. all working with the local coffee bean, local um, growers and coffee Mm -hmm. beans and bringing more income into the area. So it's probably a place that really stood out for me where social Mm -hmm. enterprise is making a really big difference and really strong social enterprise um, concepts too. Sounds like a wonderful breath of uh, fresh air, quite frankly. Mm. Uh, it's a good sell. Uh, it leads us to your tip of the week. Oh, I, it was really... Home, homework? I think I needed two tips of the week. I'm old school. I love a Lonely Planet guide. For me, yep. what I find a Lonely Planet guide gives you, it shows you new ideas. It's the history, the history of the people, why they are the way they are, who's invaded them. Um, it gives you that deep understanding of a country and... Yeah, I always love a lonely planet. My hot tip is I always highlight where I've been and what's maps and things like that. So right. when anyone yep. asks, I can always say, oh, actually, when I was in Laos, this was a really good restaurant okay. or I really yeah. liked this. That's so good. always a lonely planet. And my second tip, this time I actually did something I haven't done before, pack less. So I <laughs> I did 10 days with carry-on only this time. Did you really? 10 days? 10 days. Completely liberating. No waiting for carousels. Just did not spend any time waiting. And... Packless. It was such a... So you just wore the same pair of shorts every day? Oh, I still had uh, more than enough in there. I had a couple of dresses, a yeah, couple of pairs yeah. of shorts. Few, well, I think I had quite a few tops. Um, managed four pairs of shoes in oh, there. Oh, so you managed four pairs of shoes? <laughs> in carry-on. <laughs> but um, it can definitely be done. Yeah, it can and be I done. Think, yeah. yeah, we get so caught up That's in... That's just discipline, have, isn't it? It is. You mm. know, we need to have everything. No, you don't. You're on holidays. Keep it really simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, great tips. Love that. Um, um, the, the, the book... 
Do your homework and uh, pack less. Mm. <laughs> yeah, everyone listen to that one, pack less. <laughs> we might get you in for another hour sometime, Michelle, <laughs> get you to run through those principles. Um, now, uh, you've got some pretty good deals going on. Oh, do you know what? Since coming back, I've just looked at the deals and just gone, oh, my goodness. So picking out the hottest ones that I could find this week, uh, Round the World Airfare from 1339. So this is Around the World from 13. Around the whole world. So you mm. can stop in Hong Kong, yep. London and Los Angeles. This includes taxes... Thirteen thirty nine. I'm just trying to work out how I can get some more leave for this one. <laughs> um, You've just come back, Michelle. I know, but it's addictive. <clears throat> the other one is MSC. So this is a cruise line that has been very big in Europe for a long time and it's starting to have a really big impact in Australia. So it's predominantly a cruise line from Europe, but their price points are phenomenal. So Krista Kinnear was travelling on them recently on one of their new ships and was blown away. It's a value-based cruise line, but there's a new ship, so brand new ship, the Bellissimo, mm. going out of Dubai for seven nights. So um, does some beautiful um, ports. So it does Oman, it does Dubai, Abu Dhabi. So a great way to see that. Um, now is Arabia. that new that they're, they're they're sailing out of Dubai? They've been doing it for a little while, but okay. the ship is new. But this area is probably the last couple of years. I'm predicting in the next ten years this will become this will go ballistic. Huge. Yeah. The, the building yeah. and development they're doing over yeah. there in the ter- okay. cruise terminal is huge $780 like for seven nights seven nights beautiful parts of Arabia um Oman's one of my favorite countries $100 a day I know that's all your food all your accommodation it's such great value so those are my two hot deals for the week and then I guess if we're looking at what's really trending at the moment Canada and Alaska, it yeah, is. It would yeah. have to be our favourite destinations and probably has been with our clients for the last five, six, seven years. Um, everyone that goes to Canada and Alaska comes back and goes, oh, my goodness, I thought it was going to be good, but it was just even mm. better than I imagined. And at this time of year is when a lot of the companies launch all of their product for Canada and Alaska for 220. So we call this, this is the Canada and Alaska launch period. So all the hottest deals um, will be out over the next month. So what we've done is to make that really easy for clients, we're having seminars all around Adelaide mm-hmm. um, that talk about the exclusive launch deals, what ha- what Canada Alaska is, how to experience it, you know, the Rockies, the tr- um, Rocky Mountaineers, spending time in the Rockies, cruising up the Alaska Inside Passage. So if you've ever been interested in Canada and Alaska or you're thinking about it or you don't really get what it's about and you want to find out more, this is a great way to find out about it and see whether it's for you. Pete was in last week. And I mean, you know, we know how much he's he just raves about oh, it. And, it's his and number one. Yeah, it, it is. He said, mm. without doubt. Um, so if you're thinking about it, now's mm-hmm. the time. So uh, these uh, information evenings kick off um, uh, on the 7th. That's right, next week. So yeah, that's next coming week. around really quickly. So there's, there's three at the uh, the Adelaide Town Hall. There's uh, one down at Victor, um, uh, up in the Barossa. And Mod- Modbury as well. Modbury, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so there's plenty of them. So go to uh, pht.com.au forward slash events to get all the details because there's lots happening. And... Um, it's still not too late to book for this year, is it, uh, no matter where you want to go? Do you know what? What we're seeing is people are deciding very last minute this year that mm. I need a holiday or I've been so busy I haven't organised it and we can still... Canada, Alaska, there's a, few, a little bit of availability for 219, but there's there's some really good deals out there for 219 as well for that last minute availability. So if you're thinking, we still can make things happen for you and... Um, 
even cruising out of Adelaide, there's still a very... Because the cruising out of Adelaide season sort of later in the year yeah, to yep. early next year. Mm-hmm. There's um, end of this year, come December, there's still some... Uh, my favourite one for the end of this year, actually, is Queen Elizabeth. So she cruises back into Adelaide. Well, she leaves Melbourne on the 14th of December, so six nights um, da, from Melbourne down to Tassie, so Burnie, Hobart via Kangaroo Island and then into Adelaide. So if you've ever wondered about cruising or you want to give it a try, we find this is a really beautiful way to taste cruising. Six nights, you know, just over $1,500. And what we find is majority of people find this a really great way to experience it. And they, at the end of it, they're like, oh, my goodness, we love this so yeah. much. We need to do a yeah. longer one. But if you mm. are unsure and you want mm. to kind of get that first taste, um, that's a really great way to do it. And then... Um, there's even one for Christmas. So Vasquez at Agama does a Christmas cruise. So look, if you don't want to, if you're working at Christmas at the moment and trying to work out whose house you're going to have it at or who's cooking the turkey or if you just go, look, it's all too hard. Um, the Christmas cruise leaves from on the 21st of December from Adelaide and that goes down across to Tassie again, um, Phillip Island, Melbourne, Portland for just over $2,000. So look, you could probably I mean, forget presents, yeah. forget cooking yeah. and it's yeah. all taken care of. Someone else takes care of the turkey for you. It is, but Fantastic. next year is definitely the year for cruising from Adelaide. So, you know, I I think my if I had to choose one, the one that got me was Papua New Guinea. So out of Adelaide, it's on Princess. Um, so there's five stops up in Papua New Guinea plus the Solomon Islands. Um, you know, that's just an incredible way to experience that part of the world. So five ports in Papua New Guinea is sounding very tempting. <laughs> No, 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 no. You, you, you've got to get some more hours. Listen, thank you very much. Uh, I'll pop along to your nearest Phil Hoffman uh, travel branch and uh, get some details on wherever you want to go because they'll get you there. Or you can go to pht.com.au and uh, all of the these uh, seminars coming up too about the cruising. Do we need to make bookings? Yes, yeah, definitely. It's, it's always a good idea to get on uh, the website and uh, make a booking. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thank you, All the Alan. best.